Chapter 5 Revelation as the Foundation of Knowledge The new man in Christ has new presuppositions and a new Lord over his thoughts. Rather than striving for intellectual neutrality, he is rooted in him, walking after the manner in which he received Christ in faith, by the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, under the supreme authority of Jesus Christ, not according to the thought patterns of worldly wisdom. That is, the Christian presupposes the truthful word of God as his standard of truth and direction. God tells us to apply our hearts unto his knowledge if we are to know the certainty of the words of truth. Proverbs chapter 22 verses 17 through 21. It is characteristic of philosophers today that they either deny that there is absolute truth or they deny that one can be certain of knowing the truth. It is either not there or it is unreachable. However, what God has written to us, i.e. Scripture, can make you know the certainty of the words of truth, verses 20 through 21. The truth is accessible. However, in order to firmly grasp it, one must heed the injunction of verse 17b, Apply your mind to my knowledge. God's knowledge is primary, and whatever man is to know can only be based upon a reception of what God has originally and ultimately known. Man must think God's thoughts after him. For in thy light shall we see light. Psalm chapter 36 verse 9. David's testimony was that the Lord my God illumines my darkness. Psalm chapter 18 verse 28. Into the darkness of man's ignorance, the ignorance which results from attempted self-sufficiency, comes the words of God, bringing light and understanding. Psalm chapter 119 verse 130. Thus Augustine correctly said, I believe in order to understand. Understanding and knowledge of the truth are the promised results when man makes God's word, reflecting God's primary knowledge, his presuppositional starting point for all thinking. Attend unto my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding in order that you may preserve discretion and in order that your lips may keep knowledge. Proverbs chapter 5 verses 1 through 2. To make God's word your presupposition, your standard, your instructor and guide, however, calls for a renouncing intellectual self-sufficiency. The attitude that you are autonomous, able to attain unto genuine knowledge independent of God's direction and standards. The man who claims or pursues neutrality in his thought does not recognize his complete dependence upon the God of all knowledge for whatever he has come to understand about the world. Such men give the impression, often, that they are Christians only because they, as superior intellects, have figured out or verified, to a larger significant degree, the teachings of Scripture. Instead of beginning with God's sure word as foundational to their studies, they would have us think that they begin with intellectual self-sufficiency and, using this as their starting point, work up to a rational acceptance of Scripture. While Christians may fall into an autonomous spirit while following their scholarly endeavors, still this attitude is not consistent with Christian profession and character. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of Jehovah, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. All knowledge begins with God, and thus we who wish to have knowledge must presuppose God's word and renounce intellectual autonomy. Talk no more proudly, let not arrogance come from your mouth. For Jehovah is a God of knowledge. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 3. Jehovah is the one who teaches man knowledge, 
Psalm chapter 94 verse 10. So whatever we have, even the knowledge which we have about the world, has been given to us from God. What do you have that you have not received? 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Why then should men pride themselves in intellectual self-sufficiency? According as it stands written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 31. Humble submission to God's word must precede man's every intellectual pursuit. When men do not glorify God as they should, bowing before his lordship in the world of thought, or give thanks unto him, even for the knowledge that he grants them, their reasonings become vain and their hearts are darkened. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. The man who claims scholarly neutrality or philosophic autonomy incurs God's judgment upon the very area in which the man boasts, his intellect. Those who refuse to presuppose the epistemic lordship of Christ, the truth of Scripture as the standard of knowledge, and the necessity of God's light before they can see light, are led into futile thoughts and darkness. Just examine the sort of scholarly material that is produced by the universities of our land. Existential despair, relativism respecting truth, irrelevance in detailed studies, dehumanizing scientific advances, and a political paper chase. Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. When men are not proper stewards of that which God has given them, scholarly ability, then God takes away even that which was previously possessed, making such scholarship vain, that is, empty. However, as Christians, we have heard Christ's word, which is able to turn us from darkness to light. Acts chapter 26 verse 18. The only wise God, Romans chapter 16 verse 27, who made the world according to wisdom, Psalm chapter 104 verse 24, gives us a spirit of wisdom and enlightens our eyes. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 through 18. So that we might both know him in salvation and have knowledge about his world in truth. The foundation of knowledge is God's revelation. Are you founded there or intellectually adrift?